welcome back to the 76 to infinity podcast. I'm your host, Shay Barron, alongside my co-host and brother, Nate Barron. Today, we are going to be talking about the Seahawks 33-13 to victory against the Houston Texans. This victory brings the Seahawks to a 5-8 and record, our first back-to-back wins of the season, and we are officially one game out of the NFC playoffs. So you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Uh, it was... A 20-point victory, but at times it felt a lot closer than that. Uh, we didn't really start extending that lead until the fourth quarter, but once we got going in the fourth, we didn't really look back at all. Uh, both offens- offensively and defensively, we really got rolling, and it's what we should do against a team like the Texans, but the Seahawks have been known for playing up and down to their competition over these past, I would say, four years. So overall, I mean, I feel pretty good about the win. It's cool to get back-to-back wins for the first time this season. It's crazy that it's taken this long, but I'm still happy to do it, especially that, I mean, we're still fighting for the playoffs, but even if if we weren't and we had a first-round draft pick, I'd be more into being like, oh, you know, if we lose a game, it's no big deal. But since the Jets have our first-round pick, I want to get as many wins as possible and not even worry about it. Overall, I just felt like Wilson was back this game, which is great to see. He was finally at least three quarters to 85% of himself, and that was good enough for me. Yeah, you've seen the progression like from where he was at at the Packers game to where he is now is just night and day. I thought the Niners game was a big turning point for him. Um, just maybe for his confidence, too, where he just started hitting throws that he – hadn't been hitting pretty much at all with a little bit more regularity so uh it was definitely nice to see that um and gives me some confidence going into the last like four games um and we have some winnable games i mean we still have detroit and chicago which are should should be wins and then we have uh two division opponents in the rams and cardinals the cardinals are week 18 which is uh you know or yeah week 18 so you're hoping that they're sitting their guys and kind of settled into their playoff role and then next week we'll play the rams who just came down with a whole bunch of COVID issues um so there's still a little bit of a chance but uh you know trying to be realistic mm-hmm. too where it's like you know the, the chance the odds aren't still are not in our favor but the big thing is their tiebreakers man our tiebreakers are so brutal off so the Vikings, minnesota Washington. new orleans new orleans uh yeah like if we would have won that Washington game, man, I would feel like our odds jump, I think, like 3% or something around would be in, like, the 40s or something. Like, Yeah, I agree. Ugh, frustrating, but it's it is, one of those it is what it is. Washington. And I will say, if there's one person I would have faith in to do it, is Russell Wilson to go on a run and, like, have some, like, lucky things happen his way. Like, someone dropped – Yeah, like, some kind of, like, Minnesota, how they dropped again to Detroit, something along those lines. I know Washington plays – Philadelphia twice in the next three weeks, and Philly's kind of in the mix too. They play walk, they play Philly, Dallas, Philly. They're a really tough three game stretch and can be very um, yeah, especially being division could opponents. really um, be detrimental to them or put them in the right you know position just to be in the playoffs. Yeah, because the Niners almost lost. That would have been huge. To the Gosh, Bengals. I wanted them to lose so bad. Trey Flowers still haunting us even when he's not on our team. Exactly, we're gives up about Kittle that. the big third down play and it's like right when i saw who it was i was like of course man of I, as course. much as i dis- disrespect like talk trash about jimmy g 
some of his throws in the middle of the field are in the tightest windows that you will ever see. Like, you're like, I don't know how he squeezes these balls He's in good there, in the middle of the field. But, like, he can't throw the edges. He really yeah. can't. But, like, in the middle of the field, I'll give him credit where credit's due. Like, he can really – he hits some tight windows in the middle of the field and takes some ballsy chances. Uh, the only thing he does is always gives Quandre Diggs one overthrow for a pick. Yeah, for sure. Like, he always tries – he can't drop it. In, mm. He has no touch. He can't drop it behind the linebacker in front of the safety. Yeah. Like, he always overthrows that. And that's where Quandre drives a ball is that middle of the field. Controls it very well. Um, but, yeah, back to this game. Who do started... you like out of it? Like, who, who – give me someone that stood out for you. I like Sidney Jones. I thought he played a really good game at corner. Uh, there was one play that bugged me, which was, like, a third and ten – holding it bugs me because it's been a problem for us like our defense will play great we get the third and long and we'll bail them out a five-yard holding penalty automatic first down I'm like third and 18 but and he was kind of even away from the play which was pretty annoying um but yeah that outside of that though i thought he played really well like both tackling and coverage like in the run game he was he got up and was really physical and helped us play stout run defense and then coverage He's, played really well they don't i mean he was on cooks i felt like a decent amount of the game but that's a tough matchup but Knowing he could play well alongside DJ Reed just gives me a lot of faith because just having no number two corner at all is just brutal. And it allows, actually, since he's playing decent, it allows DJ, he likes to play on the left, uh, if we're facing the quarterback, he likes facing playing on the left, DJ likes playing on the right. So it allows them to do what they're going to do. It's weird how noticeable the change it is seeing DJ on the right versus the left. Mm, he's like, not a, it's night and day. Like It's just, I guess, it makes sense though, like if you're just so, so accustomed to being on that same mm-hmm. side and rotating your hips one way, like you're not going to be as fluid rotating your hips the other way naturally. Like, corner more natural one way than yeah. the other. Corner or DB is just such a hard position that I feel like you want to give them anything it takes for them to feel more comfortable. The most optimal yeah. position. To Especially be. being undersized where it's like you have to be ready to break in on a route like and get pretty physical. Like you have to beat the guy to the spot a lot of the times because you're never going to like out jump him or anything. So you kind of got to get right in front of him. Uh, so, yeah, he he had a great game. We only gave up 13 points, which is huge. Uh, I was looking at our yards per game to points per game disparity, which is just kind of unfathomable how we're so good in points per game and so bad in yards per game. But mm-hmm. um, well, it, it's so weird. Like, I didn't bend no break. <laughs> literally, like, it's like you're giving up 400 yards a game, but you're only giving up. 18 or 19 points a game like it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. uh, i think we're 30th in the league for yards per game and fifth in the league for points per game which is just so crazy really fifth i knew we were like in the top 10 ish but um, uh, i know that our throughout this stretch and even the whole season i think our for the most part are outside the titans game our run defense has been really stout i think our final stats on this game, we ended up giving up – it was a low amount. I think it was in the 60s, their yards. Let me see. It was 25 carries for 63 yards, two and a half yards a carry. That's great. That's really good. They don't That's have great. any running backs. Like Rex Burkhead's like their lead back, him and Royce Freeman. But That's brutal. Nonetheless, just you're doing your job. You're doing a job. Um, Who was your guy that you felt like? Well, I, I guess I'll go with two. Um, I have a feeling. I'm going to cheat. Um, so one, everybody, if you listen to this at all, podcast at all, which isn't many of you, but you know, I love Darrell Taylor should have had two sacks, had one stupid holding call. Uh, there was a defensive holding call. I think that's the one that we're talking about on Sidney Jones where he had a sack and then he ended up getting another sack. He was on the same drive later, later on. 
in the game. I think it was the next drive. But yeah, and he's just oh, he's so good. Like I just can't wait for him next year and just watching him progress is so sick. Like his dip move is unbelievable. His bend is crazy. So he just looks like he has a really bright future. Um the whole D-line played pretty well. Um, I thought Al mm-hmm. Woods and Machine Green had a sack. That's what I thought you were going to say was Al Woods. Al Woods I, I love Al Woods, too. Yeah. I do really like Al Woods. He played a really good game, man. He had half a sack that he shared with Rasheem Green. It's more so him, but he collapsed the pocket super well. Finish it off with a great big man dance. Got to love that. That was a really good one. Got to love the fists in the air, the fist pumping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to love big man dances. Um, and then, of course, Penny. Just This was obviously like his breakout game for the last – since pretty much with his stint with the Seahawks. I mean, I remember him having a couple 100-yard games um, before he tore his ACL in his uh, previous stint. But, uh, yeah, it just feels – it's a feel-good story to see a, a guy that just was so down and out, like potentially never going to play again with the kind – and having no injury history coming into the NFL and then just getting that series of injuries and then bouncing back. Like it just shows kind of some grit. And toughness, which isn't kind of, you know, we, we all look at him sort of like he's soft because he's always hurt. But in reality, like, you can't really control those kind of injuries. Being an explosive player, they're more likely to happen to you. So for him to have those big runs, was it was great to see. Um, it's a wrinkle that the Seahawks have really never had in the Pete Carroll era. Um, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. ProSize was supposed to be that guy, always kind of the same deal, like where he was just always hurt. And then we really kind of invested in – Penny takes it takes takes a bad rap because of course you invested a running first round running back and then you have a Nick Chubb go right behind him like or right in front of him it's like yeah it, it hurts he honestly at any point in his career where he started to get going was right before that ACL in nineteen like I remember he 100%. had hundred percent couple good um, they get back to couple back good games, games and then even I think it was against the, the Rams. Eagles or was Eagles or Rams that happened but I remember he was having a really good game. I think it was Eagles, and then he tore his ACL in you know why he was having a good game, and then it's you know, been a journey since. But you got to feel happy for the guy. Just yeah, he's been beaten down, made fun of a lot, myself included. Like just, <laughs> we have definitely ripped him like he's a million kind of times. A chubbier running back, and you know weight's always been an issue. Then we get injured all the time. You're sitting around. It's hard not to. I wonder if him and AP like. I feel like AP is couldn't be any more opposite than Rashad Penny. So like. I feel like it, it's kind of a cool mentor to have. Do you follow like a Vontae? He like tweets about the Seahawks a lot. Uh-uh. Vontae, but he like posted right when we signed AP. Like, watch AP. Kind of, he's like a joke kind of guy. But he's like, watch AP is gonna ment- mentor Penny and get really? him, get him to be good. And he's like, bro, I'm serious. After this game, I actually kind of it makes sense. Like, he just he probably his body seeing his mentality. I mean, it's not like I mean Carson has a crazy mentality too, but Carson's more weight room. Like AP is more on the field. And he's met, and he's what thirty five or something, thirty six. He's yeah. still going. And he's he's incredible shape, hurt. and he's bounced back from ACL. Like yeah. he's done, had that same, some similar up and downs, and just yeah, he's all time great. Like you can't not admire and learn from a mm-hmm. guy like that. So, and honestly, he looked Penny looked tough pass blocking. Like he blew out a couple guys. I was like fairly impressed, I which like, I want to say. He did last week against the Niners. I thought he was did. one of the biggest plays in the game was they did that fake – they did the play action, and the guy was – I think it was – He gave Russ not time Russell, But, throw. dude, he was about to sack Russ, and he just gave, sacrificed his body and took – did that kind of low block, and 
it allowed him to throw a deep pass to lock it. And I thought it was like almost the play of the game. Like, and everyone knew Penny had a problem pass walking, like coming in. So I thought it was a huge sign of growth He's shown some and just improvement. You know, we don't have, we didn't pick up his fifth year option. So we'll see at the end of the year, what happens with him. He either comes back on a cheap deal or is gone, but it's so cool to see him improve wherever yeah. he goes. I'll root for the and guy. I just don't know how he can't be the story of the game. Like yeah. just from, uh, for me, at least that just average, it just stands out so much. 8.6 yards of carry with a, Disgusting. Forty-seven yard run and a thirty-three yard touchdown run. Yeah, forty-seven on the touchdown. And then like that's stiff, that stiff arm was filthy too. Filthy. On the first run where you mm-hmm. put that guy in the dirt, bro. Like, I got mm-hmm. stoked. But yeah, and then Wilson just a super efficient game. Seventeen for twenty-eight, two hundred sixty-two touchdowns, including a fifty-five yard rocket launcher, which was awesome to see. Uh, and it was actually we really needed He's that. He's so good. We just really needed that. And was, the one in the the one in the middle of the uh, end zone where like just the tightest window like Lockett mm-hmm. creeps into like and he makes these catches. Slinged it, but the uh, it was ten to ten when he threw that bomb, so it was like you know close. And it was pretty embarrassing, just annoying to be in that close of a game with the Texans. And our touch, our first touchdown drive was a ninety-seven yard drive, which. You know, outside of the Washington drive to score an almost tie, like that was, that was they were both like 97, 96 or ninety seven. Well, Gino, um, Gino probably had it against the Rams. Rams too, yeah, which <laughs> is embarrassing. But so yeah, now we're one game out of the playoffs, and but it feels like two because of our tiebreakers. But I don't know. I'm still holding out faith. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Russell. But uh, what do you uh, think about? Metcalf, I've been wa- wow. I, we've kind of been avoiding it, talking about. Did we already it, talk but, about Russell Wilson's missed throw? Uh, to Metcalf. Yes, that was my no, most annoying, annoyed part. I was in the game was I think it was first or second and goal. Waldron actually draws up a great play. I've seen other teams do it. They kind of almost roll, do this like halfway fake roll to the right, and then you have your receiver on the left just run a slant and it's always there. And he threw it just behind Metcalf. And it was a walk. It was, he was basically in the end zone. And he had time. Um, he caught it. He had time. Everything about it set up was perfect. And he just missed it. And that's what about Russell, which shows me he's not quite all the way back because of his intermediate and short throws. He's still having some tough times here and there, but, but to be fair, man, that was frustrating. I do feel like for a guy that's six, four and has that wingspan, like, he doesn't make radius catches like he should. Like, and he ne- like if it's not right in the bucket, he probably isn't going to catch it. But with right? him, like you always have a it's much better, frustrating, ch- much better chance you throw it an ex- a little bit in front of him for some sure, more, some more extra in front than behind. Uh, for sure, I just him, I don't know. I just his contested his numbers are his con- numbers of contested catches actually aren't very good. Yeah, that, um, let me go back to my notes about some things. Maybe I was bummed out about. Quandre dropped a pick wide open, but he's had you know a great season. But I wish he, uh, you know, had gotten that. Uh, Davis Mills started the game with 14 straight completions. That's like that's, such a that's Seahawk, not good. Seahawk defense, that's like, like pretty embarrassing. That's really not good. Um, there were a lot of them were short and stuff, but still, you shouldn't be allowing that to happen, especially against a um, guy like it's that. Weird. Gino had like 17 starting game against the Jaguars, and Davis Mills has 14 against us. But no yeah, sacks this week. Yeah. That's probably the biggest. Zero sacks this week. The I, don't, I don't remember the last time we had a game we gave zero sacks. Like, literally, no. I don't remember. No. Dwayne Brown revenge game <laughs> in Houston. Yeah, don't, uh, don't let the inmates run the prison. <laughs> yeah. You got to get back to that guy. 
Yeah. What a dick. So yeah, that was a bummer. DK only getting one. Ca- he only had one catch in the first half for eight yards. He had two targets. He drew a PI on the other one. Uh, and then in the second half, what I saw, which I like, but it also makes me sad. DK had this play where it was kind of like a slow slant, but the guy was kind of playing. They're so scared of DK running deep. They kind of just give him that. And Russell hit him on it, and he went for like he stiff armed the dude, went for like twelve yards, and it just makes me feel like that could be there every time. You could do that all the time. I'm just gonna for me, I'm just gonna keep pounding that DK is not getting the ball enough. Uh, I think he ended up with like forty two yards, but I was trying towards the end they were forcing it to him a little bit, which I like. But yeah, four four catch, forty three yards. He did have a touchdown call back. Uh, that sucked. Yeah, that, that always it just hurts. Felt it like, has nothing to do with you. Yeah, and it just felt like that'd be and getting I, him getting a touchdown to feel like so much weight off his shoulders since he hasn't had one in so long. And he had the other one called back too. Uh, uh, we he had could, a deep one uh, two weeks ago where he was right on the edge and it was like right on the edge of the end zone and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, he was out and it, it looked yeah. it was very borderline. Like he could have been in, he could have been out, but he he still has eight touchdowns, but his yards just aren't there. Yeah. Um, so, Especially yeah. with Lockett hitting a thousand yards this week, and he's still at like seven fifty. Like, and I don't know. You just expect a little bit more from DK based on last year's production, and you would think you'd kind of be taking another step forward. But I, I, it, I can't blame him entirely. Russ hasn't yeah. been in his best, and having played with Geno is tough. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a pretty balanced game. Twenty eight passes, twenty nine runs, uh, two hundred sixty yard passing, one hundred ninety three running. Uh, we still lost the time of possession battle, 26, 41 to 30. <laughs> Literally never won one. Oh, yeah. I think maybe the Niners won one. And we won. Um, but yeah, it's still lost that. But it wasn't like a, I don't know, a bad way to lose it, I felt like. Yeah. Uh, we just, you got to think the rocket launcher play is a seven second drive, a seven second yeah. touchdown drive. So, well, it, it was. That, that is honestly, while it was a nice win. Uh, I can't say that entirely. I was going to say that like it still reminds me of last year's offense where it's just like big explosive plays with nothing in between. But you can't really control if your running back takes two 30-yard-plus runs to the end zone. like, mm-hmm. And it's the it's the Texans, so you can kind of get away with it. So either way. So I don't know. I was going to allude to say that like I wasn't that convinced. But I, I think it is pretty still fairly convincing mm-hmm. that we're turning a corner on offense. Hey, Gerald Everett had a touchdown, which Thank is God. very – most difficult looking touchdown for the most wide open play. Like I was like, the pass was slow. He like took these weird angles I've to never get seen in. Like turn slower. Like, he like fell with the ball. Literally, might have just t- like if it wasn't called a touchdown on the field, I wasn't convinced it was going to be called. I it was, was saying neat. it wasn't a touchdown, and mainly because I was mad at him from last week because I've never seen a tight end perform that awful. But uh, I I'm happy for him. I hope it helps his confidence because that just was. A wrecking ball of a game against the Niners. I mean, just to have you do a two whole fumbles and an interception. We could talk about that yeah, forever. You but... do a whole podcast on that. But it's cool to, that they just brought him back and exactly. got him involved. Because like, he's that's been so get, good. Yeah. He's been really good all year. Because that's when you like, get in your shell is like when you mess up and then all of a sudden like, everything's, yeah, everything's come caving down on you. Um, get put in the dunce corner. But uh, Pete, did you hear Pete's interview where he's like, I, I never wanted to go away from the run. I, I, uh-huh. I always wanted to be have the run here in Seattle. I was like, shut the hell Jeez. up, Pete. Like, you caved to pressure from the fans and the media, the let Russ cook, and you totally caved. And now that we have a great running game and or like had a great 
running performance. Like you're like, oh, we should have always had the run here. I never wanted to go away from it. Like just take he some does. responsibility, bro. Like he, take some blame. Like you're the head coach. You could choose if you want to run the ball more or not. He does love the run. Like I feel like if he like let this game was his like favorite kind of win. Like, wet, wet exactly dream. Like, wet dream win. How he'd want to win every game. You could see after he was so happy, pumping up the fans. Win it in the fourth the quarter. Game. Yeah. Like had a huge fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like he loves that. Like that's his favorite. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's honestly so annoying because you just want to win or like be up, you know, in the at half or be up in the third quarter, but it's never usually like that. But mm-hmm. um Lockett's been having these monster games. Five catches, 100, 142 yards. So good. Him and Russell just have that connection like none other. Like he, he was just, so quiet with Gino and outside, I think the Jags game, like just super quiet. And now he's just tearing it. He up. just took Doug's role, Doug Baldwin's role, and just expanded on it. Like he became like yeah, like Doug two but even even a better version. Like I mean, I I love Lockett. Yeah, he he just makes some incredible plays. He's like an acrobat with his body. That play on the sideline where he kept kept his toes in, which mm-hmm. is so so impressive. Like he does that stuff all the time, though. It's like every game I see him do something like that, where I'm like, "There's not a lot of other guys on the sideline that are going to make that catch." Um, so, yeah, we're super grateful to have him. Can yeah, you, can you do you ever think back about like my dumbass wanted to keep Paul Richardson over him? Oh my gosh, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" It, it was Paul Richardson just had a good year, so I mean, it was like. Some people Something just to defend, and he also of, got thrown to Washington, where it's like, of course he didn't produce there, like. But and he got, signed big. Three he got a big deal. deal. Yeah, he had like a four-year, forty million. Forty million. Yeah, which at the time was a lot more. Which was a lot, not a lot of money at the time. I remember that, and I was like, man, I wish we keep Paul because he's so fast, and like I don't want this little runt. It's hard not to have like just like an affinity for young talent too, just and just yeah, like a guy that yeah you've had in your system a little longer and he's finally blossoming and it's like i don't know Lockett just seems so much older than he actually is too which is he's like franklin the turtle his, yeah <laughs> I, think he, I think he finally let it go i think he kind of went fully bald just finally it's like the tiniest fade in the back like yeah. the shortest I, thought, I don't know why i thought it took his helmet off but it's like oh you let it go oh, that's crazy um but what else let's see from this game uh will disley had a nice game uh he i i whenever whatever will disley does i'm happy with like he can kind of do no wrong in my eyes. Really? To be honest. Dude, he had one big drop versus Green Bay and it really pissed that me was off. That was one. But, dude, what other mistake has like, you ever seen Will Disney make? Like, I think I've seen Like, that. and he doesn't get enough targets to where it's like you're getting in a flow. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he just called upon, he answers, and that's it. Like, and he runs a little bit faster and a little bit stronger than you think he actually can. Yes. Um, so, Lockett, I just was doing the math really quick. The last three games, he's averaging. 102 yards and has had because if you didn't have a touchdown in that game touchdown there's been Niners obviously and then, right, I'm gonna interject here and then he had also shout out Freddie Swain nice punt return kid yeah so he had two touchdowns and averaging 100 yards over the last three games which just shows how much better he is with Wilson um the Freddie Swain was actually great at punt returning he had he looked nice back two there. which has got us like you know, even 15-yard punt returns are very helpful. Um, after suffering through a lot of just bad punt returners for a while, I think it just really helps getting a decent field does position. It ever, do you ever think about why is the Eskridge not back there? I mean, uh, maybe it's just injuries. injuries. Maybe like, injuries. But it just seems like a natural fit, I guess, in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. especially as a young player, like how he 
you know, you're going to throw a young player out there and he's super fast. healthy, but fast and explosive. You want to see the ball? Disease? I guess he's not really healthy. Oh, so. we set up a beautiful screen for him that never just didn't work. For but, D? Yes. Yeah. It looked like it was going to go for like he crazy yards. So much room. Because so we haven't really had that opportunity to see him in the open field yet. Uh-huh. Like where it's like really he has some space to move. Like because that's just the dream. Like, you know, having that small, quick guy in space. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, I can't wait for the day that happens because they have to be it's just gonna be so up. fun to see his like skill set on display. Because mm-hmm. he's not, you know, he's not this polished route runner like Tyler or like this amazing jump ball player. Like he, he's a guy that needs space. So hundred um, percent. And we haven't really found his niche. He's definitely kind of fallen into the Percy Harvin stereotype in my mind. Like. In that role, I guess, where it's like plays get hurt. Like, yeah, exactly. Plays get hurt, does something cool, gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, like never really gets it all together, but like you're stoked when he is out there, and you really wanted to see him succeed, but he just hasn't had it yet. Obviously, it's a little different. I mean, he he's been with us for you know half three quarters of a season, so yeah. So what would you what would you grade offense, defense, special teams overall? I'll start with offense, or go ahead, go ahead. Offense, um, I'll give it a minus. Um, do you don't want to go to like units? I guess no. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense, I'll give him a minus, just because of it was so well balanced. Like I think we could easily drop 40, 45 in this game, like no problem. Um, the first half was super frustrating, but um, I mean having a touchdown called back to like there's just it was so close to being like a perfect a like where it's like, okay, you played as good of a game as you could possibly play. You're putting up 40 plus points, but 33 points is still a really good effort. Giving up no sacks over 150 yards, rushing over 250 yards. Pat, like you can't really ask for much more. Um, defense. I will give, Oh gosh. Uh, B B plus like they, it's just so many yards to like where it just doesn't feel dominant. But at the end of the day, you really only get 13 points. But I mean, like you said, like Mills giving 14 completions in a row to start the game. Like it's just brutal. Like and it's hard to watch. So it just makes it, it doesn't feel as good, I guess, um, for me. And then lastly, special teams. Um, I mean, there wasn't Myers too much to, oh yeah. Stinks, dude. He's so bad now. Uh, yeah, I'll give him a C, C minus. Um, honestly, Swain was the only redeeming quality. Like we didn't really have anything electric and kick return. Our coverage was cool, but yeah, I, I mean nothing that really stood out. C is just very average. Two extra missed, two extra points, and then two missed extra points knocks you down. Is field goal team? No, just two extra points. Um, I'm gonna say offense. I'm gonna give a B plus. Wilson missing the pass to DK really pissed me off. Fair. Uh, and not being able to – I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going to – it's hard not to put this on the offense. It's, I'm including Pete Carroll in it, but punting in the Texans' territory on a fourth and five at their 40 – Texans' 40-yard line. Like it, it just eats at me. So it I just really it pissed me off. So I guess that would be more like the offense coaching. But, yeah, I would give a B-plus because I still think Wilson just isn't quite – all the way there, and I would think we need to get the ball to DK more for us to give me an A. 
Yeah, uh, that's been a theme for the last couple weeks. Just because, yeah, he was he was getting open this game. Uh, defense. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B plus two because, like you said, allowing hard to grade. allowing allowing Mills to complete 14 passes in a row is unacceptable. It's Davis Mills. That cannot happen. Uh, our penalties weren't too our penalties weren't too bad. That one defensive holding that was one no, tough one, but that hurt. That's but, a given. Uh, but and I think we could have gotten maybe a few. I want to see maybe a few more sacks against a pretty poor offensive yeah. line like that. Two sacks. I want like four. The D line honestly mm. has probably been the most disappointing group for me this year. Special teams, I'll say a C plus, just because Dixon did have that punt where he pinned him. I think it was a two yard line, three yard line. Uh, so but good. the Myers extra points, and he started to really get on my nerves. He's a really high paid kicker. I think we could get out of his contract after this year. I think we should. But yeah. Um, so overall, I'd say like a B plus. Uh, which we should do against the Texans. Yeah, and, so team team performance sounds like a B plus yeah. from both of us. Kind of like if you average everything out, or like a B B plus. Yeah, so it was a good week. It's what it was expected. You handled business. It was yeah, handled, you business, just handled business. Was was like, expected of us. We did. Wasn't perfect, but and you handled we have a huge game versus the Rams on Sunday. We have to it's kind of, win that game. Yeah, for playoffs and even for bragging rights, I feel it's another mini Super Bowl because I've. A really good friend who's Both a diehard us. Rams fan, and he just claims, "Oh, we own us! Like you, the Niners own us. You guys own the Niners. We own you!" Like this, that rock paper scissors meme. But I'm still convinced the Rams don't own us. If we win, we have split the regular season the past three years. They don't own us. Tough guy to listen to. Talk trash. <laughs> He's so. gonna listen to this. Too. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so another little mini Super Bowl. Um, hopefully, we'll try to get an episode in previewing that game. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow me on. Twitter at Shea Doggy, S H E A D A W G Y. And follow me, Nate Doggy, 32. Same spelling, N A T E D A W G Y, 32. All right. Have a good rest of your, rest of your guys' week. Peace out. Thanks for joining us, guys. Go Hawks.